Well, God's a good God, and uh, He's you know He's working all things for our benefit Amen. to help us. And He's not the author of sickness and disease. No. He's not the author. Of, you know, you're thinking about that just a minute because it's kind of a healing thing tonight. Uh, just have that on our hearts mm-hmm. about touching Jesus, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of people from different kinds of, I suppose theological backgrounds uh, they get confused uh, Pastor Scarlett about the sovereignty of God you know and that you know um, <laughs> Brother Hagen used to really make people a little ticked off at him about some of the things he said about songs mm-hmm. <laughs> for example back there in the mid 60s early 70s I think every every uh traveling college Christian college choir did a rendition of he's got the whole world in his hands oh yeah and uh, people love that and uh, brother Hagen got up after somebody sang that one time and he <laughs> said well if he's got the whole world in his hands he sure made a mess of it hasn't he <laughs> now that can cause theological you know defenders of everything bad is God's fault folks yeah they can get into a huff over that can't they oh yeah but um you know he is he jesus is lord yes. and god is god but we have authority too you know oh yeah and we have a choice yeah um i was thinking also about what brother Hagen would say <laughs> he said some man said to him uh you know, God can do anything he yes. wants to do. And Brother Hagin said, no, he can't. If he could, he would make you tithe. <laughs> I know. Don't you love it? And the guy got under the pew. The story goes, the guy got under the pew. He got so embarrassed because <laughs> he shouted out. I'll tell you what, if you speak out in any of our meetings, you're a fair game, I think. <laughs> I have mellowed through the years. <laughs> But there's, you know, I'm still in the process, I guess. (laughs) Well, we certainly don't want to just, you know, argue for argument's sake, but we certainly want to defend Mm -hmm. the finished work of Christ. Yes. And, you know, Jesus paid it all. Yes, he did. You know, there's not, uh, I I read something that I think, um, I think it was Spurgeon who said that he drank, Jesus drank every drop of that bitter cup. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, he prayed in the garden, yeah. uh, let this cup pass from me if there is any way. And then he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And Jesus drank every last drop, uh, uh, any moisture or whatever in that cup. He drank it all and left none for us to drink. There's none. There's no bitter cup for us to drink. Um, he, he did it. He paid it all. Um, he he finished the work. He the the uh, theme of tetelestai, uh, which is a Greek word for uh, it is finished. And how the, the question is, well, how finished is it? Well, it's as finished. I'll tell you, that's an important question. How finished is the finished work of Christ? Mm-hmm. It's so finished that it could not be more finished ever. In other words, it's as finished as it will ever be. And it could, and as finished as it ever could be, that's how finished it oh, is. Isn't glorious. that wonderful? It is. So we're gonna not blame the Lord for all this. I just cringe when I hear that because, um, you know, God's not the author. If this is not confusion right now, mm-hmm. you don't even know in your town 
we have to look it up all the time. Are we supposed to be driving around at all or not? Can we go to the store? Some places they're saying no. You know, you have to stay in your home and have everything delivered. And mm-hmm. and uh, in other towns, it's not so much that. And it depends on you know the what they're viewing and seeing. Yeah. But um, that sounds like confusion. I think there's a yeah. lot of confusion right now. Well, well yeah. God's not the author of confusion and troubles and trials and and uh, making bad things happen. Yeah. You know, He is a good God that loves us. Uh, um, Pastor Scarlett, one of your great scriptures that you teach on from prosperity teaching mm-hmm. is uh, Third John 2. And yes. uh, remind us what that says. Well, it says, Beloved, and I just like to say, Be loved. Be loved. Because, you know, we Love yourself, to, please. We need to receive that. Be loved. Beloved, I wish above all things that you yes. prosper and be in health. Yes. Even as your soul prospers. Even as that. And, uh, and so... Soul prosperity, what would that come from? How would we increase that? Well, definitely through renewing the mind and, and the word yes. and what Jesus has to say. Yes. Really, I think the, we should get to the point where any subject we hear, we should automatically, the first thing that should come into our minds is, you know, what would Jesus say about that? Yes. Or what does the word say about that? And that's that's kind of know when, know, you know where we are with our soul, yes. the growth in yes. our mind. You know, our will and our emotions. Yes. Well, you know, you just can't go wrong with certain key things like the Word, number one. Yeah. Prayer, listening to the Holy Spirit, faith. Yeah. Using your faith, acting your faith as much as you can. Sure. Um, praying for direction. You know, this is, this is a time, uh, you know, faith is not prideful. Because faith works by love, and, and love seeks not its own glory or anything like that. So a lot of people right now, I've heard I've heard some pretty cavalier statements also on the other extreme as, well, just go and you know get as close to people as you can and almost prove that you can't get sick. Well, that's the other extreme, isn't that? Just, oh, yeah. That's just not faith at all. That's pride. That's look at me. Actually, it's not far from snake handling, to be honest, because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I can handle this snake, and, and, and if it bites me, I'll shake it off in the fire like Paul did. Um, and so that's a, some proof of faith. You know, the devil uses that against people with their faith. He he even used it against Jesus yeah. and where he went to. Um, you know, in the temptations of Christ, mm-hmm. he said, if thou be the son of God, uh, you know, cast yourself down from the pinnacle of the temple and uh, the highest point, mm-hmm. which would have been suicide. And Jesus, uh, you know, rebuked him and, and, and um, you know, told him that you don't tempt the Lord. That's right. So we're not out trying to tempt the Lord or tempt our faith or show faith muscles. No. We're just we're just believers walking in the word like everybody else. Uh you know, we had made the decision, and we just thought talk openly about this. We had made the decision um, you know, a couple of weeks ago that we were just gonna plow ahead and have church and, you know, forget it all. Uh but then when the government, uh, uh, um, a local pastor uh, at a church nearby had called me and, and he was asking me, well, what are you, you guys going to do about your service? And I said, well, we're, I didn't answer him yet because I wanted to hear what he had to say. 
I said, well, what are you doing? Tell me first what you're doing. He says, well, we were going to just have church. But he said, um, in the building, everybody come and believe God, you know. But he gave uh, the... Uh, the Church of God the general overseer actually gave a, a very balanced teaching on this and said, uh, well, there's, you know, you don't just take one scripture and go out half cocked with mm-hmm. it. You have to, to try to look at a balance in the, the, the whole counsel of God. And he said, uh, Ro- uh, Romans 13 talks about us uh, submitting ourselves to the government, to the literally to the government, to now, if the government said, no longer teach and preach in his name, or no longer gather to meet, or don't pray, well, we would have to defy that, well, because sure. that we put the gospel first. Yeah. But this is not that, people. Uh-huh. And uh, if it became that, we would we would all, you know, take measures and steps to, to disprove that. But no one is saying that. No. And... Uh, so if we can do, if we can help the government, if the church should be the first ones that the government could call on to be honorable yeah. and to be respectful. That's right. And so in the name of, of uh, Romans 13, we are following, mm-hmm. amen, yeah. those scriptures. And then there were some other, you know, legal things and all that we, you know, involving insurance and that sort of thing. So anyway, there's just no need in, you know, the Bible says neither give place to the devil. That's right. So why would you do that? I just don't (laughs) get it. So, you know, hey, to each his own, everybody can do what they feel led, but this is what we felt led to do. Yes. And I trust that you who are members of of Grace Harvest Church um, are enjoying these services Hey, you know, you can watch the past. Somebody said <laughs> that there's benefits to having church online, and one of them is uh, you can go to church in your pajamas. <laughs> and then another person said you could have popcorn well. during the service. And somebody else said you could mute the pastor if you don't like what he's saying. <laughs> I bind that thought in the name of Jesus. You may not mute. If you mute, your finger will fall off. Something. <laughs> you can mute me. You cannot mute Pastor Scarlett. There's a special place in hell for muters. <laughs> Commuters. I don't know. Mute no. <laughs> you know, you might as well laugh. It's true. You know, the Mary Hart knew good like a medicine. <laughs> That's right. We could have that service. Oh, Lord, that could get out of hand with Scar- Scarlet and I, right? That would be an hour of power. An hour of something. <laughs> an hour of chaos, maybe. <laughs> but I think we all, I think in some ways, you know, not being, uh, not, not, not taking this serious. Yeah. But on the other hand, there's a time to laugh at the devil. Isn't yes. there? And you, oh, say, yeah. you thought you were going to destroy the church and destroy the American economy and government and peace of our nation. Mm-hmm. And you're a liar. Amen. He's, He's a liar. liar, isn't he? That's right. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Mm-hmm. And um, that's for sure. Anyway, we're talking tonight. We'll get back to basics here about touching Jesus. And I thought about, um, I want to give a little credit to my mother, Jerry Horton. She was... Uh, she is. I think she might be watching tonight. If you are, hi, Mom. We love you. I yes, <laughs> miss you. Me too. But um, uh, my mom was 
a person uh, that she always knew how to touch Jesus in her prayer life. Oh yeah, and um, and she she'd get a hold of she'd get a hold of heaven pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And I remember being a kid. We were talking about healing, and this goes with our lesson tonight. Uh, but I, I remember uh, we were living in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. My dad was a state official there for the denomination. And um, I was at home a, a lot with, with mom and, and my sister. And um, I had some kind of, I was a, just a boy, I had some kind of uh, weird kind of like a planter's wart type thing, uh, which can get, be very deep-seated and can really dig into the tissue um, on my on my foot. I don't, I don't remember exactly which, which toe it was, but on one of my big toes, you know, and uh, it was, it was, it was uh, starting to, it was growing and it was getting bigger and it was starting to cause um, irritation and, and, and pain. It was very itchy kind of a thing and just driving me a little wacky, you know, as mm-hmm. a kid and affecting my walking and, and ability to play and, 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 and be normal. And so I... Uh, Remember showing it to her and and uh, said I'm having a problem here and so she thought well let's go to the doctor and just see what it is so we did and they they did ran some tests they said well if it's just a planter's wart we can do some radiation treatment on it and it will zap it and it'll be gone well it, they did all the treatment they could do and it, it 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 was still there and it had not decreased in size or anything and they said okay well this tells us that it's a certain kind of growth and and problem. Uh, not like a tumor, but just some kind of a wart type thing that was really a problem. Yeah. And uh, and they said it, it will continue to grow. There's nothing we can do. We can't, you know, do surgery on it or anything. And uh, it'll eventually get to the point that he'll have to have special shoes made, you mm-hmm. know, for for that one foot. And uh, so I remember my mom thanking the doctor for the information. She was very respectful. We drove home to the state overseer's parsonage that we lived in there. And I remember her asking me to sit on the edge of the bed. She took my sock and shoe off and she said, looked at me and she said, now David, listen to me. She said, the doctors have said there's nothing more they can do. But she said, but we are in touch with a higher power. Mm. And she said, Jesus can heal this thing. And she says, I'm just gonna curse it in the name of Jesus. So, in other words, we were touching Jesus, right? Yeah. We were reaching out with faith and with our authority and touching Jesus. And she said, um, "You're this thing's going to wither and, and die in Jesus' name." And she um, she laid her hand around my toe, you know, with her with her hand, and and she cursed it in Jesus' name. And she put my sock and shoe back on my foot and said, "Go out and play with your dog." and did you know that my mother never asked me another time, let's look at that, see how it's going. This is what people do, and they lose their faith because mm-hmm. they're looking for the confirmation to come from the physical. Yeah. And her confirmation was the Word of God. Yes. You know, the action was faith and prayer and authority. The confirmation is the, the, the living Word. Mm-hmm. And um, so she cursed that thing, and... Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of tried to ignore it as best I could. And um, just days later, um, I was 
I was running around barefoot or whatever, you know, like kids do. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that my, my, my toe was normal and it's been that way ever since. And they said, there's no cure. You'll have it the rest of your life. Da, 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 blah, blah, blah. And uh, I remember telling mother, I ran in the kitchen. I said, hey, look at my toe. My the toe, the fig tree, thou cursed, is withered away. <laughs> but I said, look, the, my toe is normal. And she said, well, of course it is. And she says, when we touch Jesus, you know, everything is, is changed. Crazy. And um, so that's kind of our lead-in mm-hmm. to a story that's very familiar here in Mark um, 5. Let's turn there. And uh, we'll just address this tonight. Amen. Yeah. I'm enjoying these sessions, aren't you? They're Yes, very much. They're good. I do miss the fellowship of our congregation oh, and we miss live services. We miss all of you. Yes. Uh, Mark 5, we, and we do pray for you. We That's are praying. Right. We yeah. are praying for you all. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, Horton Ministries partners, we're praying for you. Yes. And, uh, we're just going to get through this, folks. Amen. This too well shall end in Jesus' name. Uh, Mark 5, uh, 25 is a very strong story. Um, and a certain, it says, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Now, see, that sounds like a lot of people right now. Yeah. I don't know what they're spending, but there's certainly a lot of people are spending all they have just living because they're not working. Mm -hmm. So there's that. But then also nothing better, but rather grew worse going to the doctors. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, something was said on the TV a couple of nights ago about that they're applying compassionate care to a lot of these patients, which just simply is another word for palliative care or hospice type. Mm-hmm. In other words, make the patient as comfortable as possible until they go. And that's about where she was at because she had was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Yeah. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. Mm -hmm. And uh, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Well, you could say that tonight, couldn't you? Yeah. If I can just touch. Because, you know, I know there's a lot of people, a lot of you that are watching that you don't have coronavirus or the symptoms. But maybe you've got something else Mm -hmm. you're dealing with. Maybe you're dealing with um, arthritis or Mm -hmm. cancer or or something, right? And I know there's people in our church that are dealing with maladies and illnesses. Sure, yeah. And um, some of it's chronic and it's been there for years. But why not just touch Jesus during this time and just, just... We've been spending, I talked to one of our friends yesterday on the phone, and we, we've all been spending time, you know, reorganizing the houses, and, um, you know, we've been doing some yard work, and just a few little things, cleaning house. What about if we cleaned house spiritually, too? Yeah. Something that's a lingering, nagging thing. Clean the tree. Just clean house and yeah. get rid of it now would be a good time. You have time yeah. to deal with it. Yeah, you, you know, do. you don't have to just sort of faith on the run. You could actually right. sit down and take time. Yeah. Say, I'm going to deal with this thing right now. And get and, rid of it. In and Jesus' she, name. She had it 12 years. 
So it's a, that's a long time. And I think sometimes people, even if they're not getting worse, yeah. just putting up with it for years, you yes. think, oh, well, it's just this. I yes. Can, but um, like David said, let you know, get rid of it. You don't have to have yeah. it. You don't have to have no. the hassle of it. Um, Jesus no. died and paid for yeah. it. Yeah. We're not supposed to live this life, on, like Brother Hagin said, on barely get a long street right That's next right. down to Grubble Alley. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we don't have to barely get along physically either, where we're no. barely making it out of the chair to the kitchen, to the car, to the church, to the store. You know, right. we can we can be strong and whole. Yes. And she said, I shall be whole. She didn't say, I shall, you know, live another two weeks or you know, be better. Mm-hmm. She said, I'll be whole. Yes, whole means, uh, no, nothing broken, nothing missing, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the Bible concept of perfection is there's, there, everything's intact and working. Yeah. And it says at straightway, the fountain of her blood, um, was dry, which the minute she touched him and she had said this thing, uh, straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt, and she instantly felt better. Yeah. I believe you can do that tonight. Oh, yeah. I believe it, too. Sometimes we, we think, uh, you know, that it might take a while, even with yes. the Lord involved. Yes. But it doesn't have to. Yes. I mean, right. it, it can be immediate. She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Plague. Now, when have you heard the word plague or... Uh, pandemic, uh, the plague of 1918 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you can be healed of the plague. Amen. <laughs> and feel it instantly. Yes. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue or power mm-hmm. had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? I want to say something about the Calvinist idea of of well, are you on the healing list or not? You know, uh, uh, I've heard people say it's interesting who God heals and who He chooses not to. And you ever heard that stuff? Yeah, and yeah. you know, there's like this choosing. But this woman got healed, and Jesus didn't know who she was. That's right. I, I don't know about the predestination people what they do with that verse. I guess I don't know what you do with it because it says here, "Who touched my clothes?" Mm-hmm. And so he didn't know. Yeah. And why didn't he know? If if she had to be specially chosen, do you see what I mean? Right, yeah. For, uh, predestined for a healing. Why didn't he know who she was? Exactly. And he's looking to see, you know, where, where, where. So you know what that tells you right there, that verse? Faith will work for anybody. Mm-hmm. That will work it. Yeah. And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, who touched me, is a little bit of, uh, it's an interesting approach, because they were like, kind of like saying, are you okay? I mean, what's wrong? I mean, why would you say that? Everybody's touching you. There's a, there's a throng, a, a multitude thronging you, yeah. touching you, and you're saying, who touched me? Well, half the town's touched you. <laughs> But he meant who touched me with their faith that it was strong enough to um, pull the power out of Jesus yeah. that would touch her uh, her malady. Mm-hmm. And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. He's trying to find her. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him 
and told him all the truth. Now look at this. And he said unto her daughter, your faith has made you whole. Mm -hmm. You know, you're a daughter or a son of God by faith. Mm -hmm. He said because of her faith, he counted her as a daughter. He didn't check to see her pedigree or (laughs) which group she was a part of. Check her Sunday school record. (laughs) Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole. Nothing broken, nothing missing of thy plague. My goodness, how many times, and it breaks my heart when it happens, but how many times have we had a healing line in some service and people get half a healing almost. Mm-hmm. You know, they limp out or they drag their leg yeah. <laughs> or whatever out right. the door. Mm-hmm. And we are encouraging them, and so keep standing. But here, she was instantly made whole. And I yeah. believe that that's the standard that we should be um, reaching to, whether we see it or not yeah. all the time. Yeah. So what? It's still in the Word. That's right. And it's important. Um, yeah. Well, here's my big... Uh, statement on this tonight is strong I believe if her faith could make her whole mm-hmm. why couldn't your faith make you whole Yeah. would you like to tell us how you could use your faith because Jesus isn't walking through the building right now right. with the robe where you can see and physically touch it Sure. how do we spiritually touch him and get the same result well, I think it, she gives us some ideas here because um, she uh, her first action was that evidently she heard that he was an he- a healer. Yes. Um, and we know that because she started saying something about yes. that. Yes. So I believe she heard the word. Yes, you know, about Jesus. About, and he, of course, he is the yeah. word. John chapter 1 says yeah, that's he right. is the word made flesh. Um, so we know that uh, she heard the word, and then she began to say what she desired, what she wanted, and um, and how it was going to happen. So it was a declaration of faith. Yeah. Um, because she said, the minute I touch, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but the minute I touch yeah. his clothes, I shall be made whole. And that was her decision. And that's when she was sick and getting worse. Yes. In the natural. She's in the worst shape she'd ever been. Broke. And sick. Broke and sick and broke. <laughs> sick and broke. <laughs> so it was, that was, it was a bad situation. But she's, but she began to say, you know, so I think that uh, faith connection was her believing in her heart and saying yes. with her mouth. Yes. And we can do that still uh, because we know Jesus is in our hearts. Yes. He's here. He's yes. with us. Yes. And um, we can make that same connection with our heart and our mouth. You know, when, uh, when Brother Hagen. Uh, I remember Brother Hagen teaching on this quite a bit at healing school and in Tulsa and in meetings. Um, he always pointed this out. It says when she'd heard of Jesus, well, what had she heard about Jesus? Mm-hmm. And she apparently heard the right thing. Yeah. She did. What? Well, let's talk about what she didn't hear. <laughs> she didn't hear because I just want to dig at this. <laughs> okay. Uh, she didn't hear. Well, he used to heal, but he doesn't do it now. Right. He quit. He quit. <laughs> the, the dispensation ended. And sorry, you're too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she also didn't hear, well, it's his will to heal some people, but it's not others. Right. And you have to know if you're on that list or not. Right. And I guess try it and see if anything happens. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then you just know you you were on the 
the bad list instead of the good list. The reject. You're on the reject pile instead of the... It's so ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? When you really put logic with it, it, yeah. does, it falls apart instantly. Yes, it does. And uh, you can scream sovereignty all you want, but right. here we have a sovereign God who has given us the word. Yeah. To, and why is the story in the Bible if it's not for our edification? Yeah. Because, um, once again, I'm just so impressed with the fact that whatever she heard about Jesus gave her courage and faith to say and to do these things. Right. Amen. And he didn't say, he didn't even know she was there, actually. But, you know, he didn't say, you got to clean up your life first right. before you can get healed. Yes. You know, if you've ever said or done anything wrong, repent right now before you can get healed. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, so qualify. Qualify. Yeah, you got to yeah. qualify yourself yeah. for this. And um, his blood's qualification. His enough, blood, yeah. isn't it? His blood. Um, a very famous Bible teacher, um, whose name I won't mention because some people really don't like this guy, but he. I think God uses him. <laughs> no, I won't tell you who it is, even, <laughs> even if you private message me. <laughs> But he was on vacation. He was teaching, you know, he was teaching on all the finished work of Christ and what all God had done. And he said the Lord spoke to him and said, I thought you wanted to be, uh, uh, you know, a teacher of grace and righteousness and finished work. And he said, well, I am, Lord. I am this. And he said, well, why, why do you keep trying to make people qualify for what Christ has already qualified them for? Mm. And he repented of yeah. that. And said, I'll never do that again, Lord. I'll yes. tell people they're qualified. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that there's people who teach, well, you know, you, there's all these steps you need to go through to, to uh, um, get in the position to be healed. And I got to thinking about that. Well, now, healing is from sozo. It's from salvation. Yeah. There's only one redemptive work. There's mm-hmm. not three. There's not a redemptive work for, in other words, Jesus didn't get on the cross die, get off the cross, get up, die again, get off, get up and die again. You know, well, I got to die for the salvation. I got to die. I mean, for justification, I got to die for healing. I got to die for prosperity. It was one thing and one, one action, one Lord, you know, one gospel, one Bible, one Holy Ghost. There's not a separate Holy Ghost for each action. It's all the same. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so when he did this, when he did this finished work, um, the only the only thing that a person needs to do, according to Second Corinthians five seventeen down through twenty one, there, the only thing they need to do is believe it, yeah. just receive it. He he has qualified us to receive his blessings mm-hmm. uh, through uh, by using faith. Yeah. So the the cool thing here is, well, the, the thought is, well, I got to get in a position to get healed, which usually means I got to think of everybody that I maybe there's somebody I haven't forgiven. Well, it would be a good idea to forgive them. Well, the sure. Bible has a lot to say. But we could have a whole session on forgiveness, right? But um, if we're not careful, we, we're trying to work for something yeah. that Christ got for us on the cross our healing was provided Isaiah prophesied it you know hundreds of years before it happened right and Isaiah said uh, uh, by his stripes we were healed Mm -hmm. 
So this idea of, well, I got to get in a position to be healed. I got to be clean up. Now, let me tell you what that is like. When I got, one, oh, one of these sessions, we're going to talk about what it means to be filled with the Holy Ghost and yeah. what all that is the blessing. But when I was seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit back before the Titanic went down, <laughs> many moons ago, I um, was 10 years old. I, and I wanted to be filled with the Spirit, you know, because our group, you know, we emphasize getting filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. Thank so I, God. I wanted it really bad. And it was so funny because you get down in the altar and you'd have these sisters come pray with you, you know, bless, you know, bless them. They meant well, but they would say, now, is there any sin in your life? Is there any? So you go on, a, on this sanctification cleanup tour to get ready to receive this blessing. And, um, um, you know, you you can't sanctify yourself. No, you it's that's a work of the blood. Mm-hmm. And so, I wish they would have told me, "You're in the clear. You're sanctified. You're saved. Just receive." Yes. I wish they would have said that, but nobody did. And so I was tortured <laughs> at the altar till about midnight. And I finally, I think, almost passed out. And finally, just by relaxing, I think I got. You know, it came easier. <laughs> and when I, Hickey Moshan died and spoke in tongues, I was thrilled that I was filled, but I was also thrilled that the torture was over. I'm sure. And uh, the all the effort, and I put so much sweat equity into that thing mm. that it was almost like, oh, thank God you only have to go through that once. Yeah. But, you know, if we're not careful, even in our enlightened hour here, right. uh, we'll start applying that same stuff to people yeah. to get a healing right, or to get their bills paid. Yeah. Well, I'll go back and check your tithing record. Did you ever miss a Sunday? Oh, well, you yeah. can't receive a blessing. You know, this, before you know it, we are working, working, working to receive uh, what we can only get by faith. We can't bring our good works to the cross and receive anything. And the danger is the devil will always tell you you're doing something wrong. What you're lacking. (laughs) I mean, some little comment 15 years ago or, you know, on and on and on. Somebody you slighted or whatever. Because he doesn't want you saved or healed or or prosperous or, you know. Or anything. So he will lie and uh, tell you that there's things there still, even though you've gone over your list. So it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Just never, there's there's just no way that we can save ourselves or heal ourselves by our works. Well, let me it's ask the you the work of, on the cross. Yeah. It's Calvary. It's, it, it is. It's looking at Jesus. It finished, at something finished. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. What would I do to get prepared to get saved? Well, yeah. See, see, now that is the big question. Yeah. Getting in a position to get saved. Yeah. Now, there's plenty of people that will help you try to do that. Oh, yeah. Give up cigarettes. You know, stop cursing stop whatever right and then you can you can be saved and it's like well no you need to change first and then all those things deliverance or whatever that you need will follow yeah. that right. you, you don't clean up first then get saved no well let me tell you this you don't clean up first and get healed either no and you don't clean up first and, and get blessed you need to count yourself as God has made us holy. Amen. Uh, the, the song uh, that we sing sometimes, uh, Lord, I Need You, says, uh, holiness is Christ in me. There's a definition. Yeah. 
Christ in me is holiness. Yeah. Why is it that way? Because the Bible says that uh, even in the old temple worship, the only things that were cleansed were sprinkled with blood. Mm-hmm. If the blood didn't touch, like if the priest did it wrong and um, uh, you know did the ceremony wrong and somehow missed sprinkling the instruments of the altar uh, and the altar with sufficient blood, then it was considered um, impure mm-hmm. and would, would just uh, bespoil the whole thing. Yeah. Anyway... I said all that to say that we have been sprinkled by the blood. Yes, thank God. And uh, we've been we've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Yeah. And so I think for a Holy Ghost meeting, maybe we ought to sing, Have You Been Washed in the Blood of the Lamb? Yes. And if you have, then you qualify for the baptism. You qualify for healing. You yes. qualify for all the blessings That's of right. heaven. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So... Um, I think that's enough preaching and teaching. What do you think? Yeah. Would you like to add? Well, I just w- would like to pray for people. and Let's and do then, that. Um, you know, just uh, align your heart and your mouth yes. your mouth with, I just believe I receive it right now, Lord, when, yes. when we pray. And let this be your point of contact this time right yes. now, that this is the time yes. that you receive. Because he's already done it. He's already provided it for you. But this is the time that you receive it. And you can say, right now, uh, March the 29th, at whatever time, I receive yeah. my healing. Thank God for it. And uh, and just keep that in your mouth. You know, just yeah. keep those words of life there. Let's just make this a little healing altar call. Yeah. And if you need healing, reach your hand towards the, the screen you're watching. You can touch it if you want as a point of contact. And... And, uh, you know, we're connected here with you. You can put your hand where you're suffering if you'd rather do that. Yeah. Um, if you want to anoint yourself with oil, you can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever sure. you need as a point of contact. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' in name, Jesus. Uh, Pastor Scarlett and I just come yes, before thank you. you Lord. And, Lord, we are not in a position physically to lay hands on the people watching tonight and those that might be watching later. But by faith and vicariously, we reach out our hand of faith and we say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Now, you reach out with your hands of faith and you touch Jesus. Close your eyes if you need and imagine that you're there and and he's walking through and you're reaching out and touching him. And you touch him. And, and let his, and just open up and let his healing power flow into you. Yes. In Jesus' name, Jesus name. I command blind eyes to open, Amen. deaf ears to unstop, yes. lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors and growths yeah. to wither and dry up, uh, arthritis to wither and dry up, Amen. uh, viruses and bacteria and, and, uh, bacterial pneumonias and those things go in yes. Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, demonic darkness. Um, oppression, depression, leave That's right. the people. Weakness, leave. Pain, go yeah. in the name of Jesus. Be healed and whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Now just lift up your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, thank for healing you, me. Thank you, thank you for touching me. Thank you that your virtue is now working in me. Yes. If you can, do what you couldn't do before. If you If you're in a position to a place where you can stand up and walk. If you couldn't walk, walk. Yeah. If you couldn't Amen. 
see, look and see. If you couldn't hear, listen. These are the things we tell people in our crusades, especially overseas. And uh, Jesus is Lord over America, just like he is (laughs) South America or somewhere else, right? Africa. In Jesus' name. And then write us and tell us what the Lord has done for you tonight. We would love to hear these testimonies.